0: This is a HeadGum Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show, very excited because today we are playing a, a game called Bring Your Own Book, but before uh, we explain what that means, let me explain, uh, let, me, let me introduce uh, the contestants we have brought
2: together today, uh, starting over here on my right, C- could you please? Uh, Hello, I'm Tom Phillip, I'm an entertainment writer for GQ.
3: And good morning around. I'm Dan Gerwich, I'm a writer for
1: Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Next.
0: I'm Laura Lane, I'm an author of the book This Is Why You're Single, and a journalist.
1: And a fellow HeadGum podcaster, you gotta get Yes, that I also pod. have
0: a podcast called This Is Why You're Single, too.
4: And finally... My name is Henry Goldman, I make internet videos for BuzzFeed News. I have gathered this elite squad
1: to play the game Bring Your Own Book, and here is how the game works. There is a deck of cards and I'm gonna reach for the cards. Each of the cards has uh, two prompts on them. Actually, before I even get to the deck of cards, uh, the game is called Bring Your Own Book, and indeed everyone has brought five-ish books, uh, a variety of books. Everyone has a a stack of books. The game comes with a deck of cards, and the cards all have uh, prompts on them, um, the, each card has two prompts, and when you draw one, you can just pick whichever one you like better. This one says part of a superhero origin story, lyrics from a power ballad, part of a wedding toast. So we'll find the prompt. Everyone will pick up a book, look for a quote in their book that satisfies that prompt, just like sort of an out-of-context quote. Um, the subtitle on the the box is bring your own book, The Game of Borrowed Phrases. Um, and... Then the first person to find it will turn over the timer. Did I leave that timer out? There's a, yeah, yeah. First person to find it turns over the timer, which starts a one minute clock for everyone else to find their thing. If you can't find something, just read something random off of a random page. Um, don't worry if, it, if we're all quiet. I'll, 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 and, you know, I said that it's going to be a minute, and the listeners might be kind of confused because I might edit out some of the quiet stuff depending on how the game actually goes. That's bring your own book. Really simple concept. Um, I'm excited to see what books everyone brought. Um, The game encourages you to kind of be creative in your book selection. And I see everyone brought uh, different types of books. Um, One more thing I want to say before we play the game is the book. The game comes in a nice little box and the box itself looks like a book. Any any thoughts on the box? Anybody? I love it. I thought it was a book.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. So
1: it says bring your own book. And this is kind of just a nice touch because there's not much to the game. It really is just a deck of cards and a timer. Um, And if you open it up, one, it comes with a bookmark, a bring your own book bookmark that has like some prompts on it you can look for as you're reading your book. And then I really like this uh, on kind of the inside cover. There, there's it says books used to play this game, and oh, there's like blank space where you can write in all the books you use.
0: That's so fun. And I
1: like I like when games come with like a thing you can permanently ruin and mark up. Like you usually you, you have to kind of be precious with games sometimes, and like not ruin. It. And I like when it's like yeah, just write on this with permanent marker.
3: This game feels like something that someone did with their family <laughs> growing up and then turned it into a game.
1: Yeah, I think that's yes. probably right. 100%, Yeah. Um, well. And Maybe. Jeff,
4: is this your first time playing it, too?
1: No, I have played this once before, very briefly. Laura was there, actually. Yes. And we played, and it was pretty fun. A
0: f- I got so into my book that I kind of stopped playing <laughs> the game and just started reading the book somebody had brought.
1: <laughs> I like that it's a way to... And what book was that?
0: It was called Energy Healing for Women. <laughs> so,
1: so um, which is like, that's like the trump card book in this game. So I just like the idea of, uh, I like, it's kind of like a fun way to look at books. You know, it's like a different uh, lens through which to look at books. And I think that'll be interesting. Without further ado, uh, let's play the game. So if you win a round, oh, I didn't explain So you find a thing, everyone will read theirs, then we'll count to one, two, three, everyone will simultaneously point at the person they thought of the best, and whoever has the best gets to keep the cards, kind of apples to apples slash Cards Against Humanity style. Now what do you guys think? Should we select the book? I already ruined it here. Should we pick the book, then the prompt, or should we do... Book first. Book first. What book are you guys using for round one? If everyone could just briefly introduce their round one book.
2: For round one, I'm using a book that in America is called The Quintessential gentleman which is the worst title for a book i can imagine it's called it's an etiquette book um that i read uh in england a long time ago what is it called in england uh etiquette etiquette that yeah. is a better name dan for round one what book will you be using this
3: is the wonderful story of henry sugar and six more uh, by roald Dahl. it's a series of uh, adult short stories by roald Dahl. not adult in the sense of you know sexual but not for kids necessarily i
1: read that when i was a kid that's for grown-ups
3: um, I think it's like, I think that they vary, but they're not like specifically just for kids.
1: Can I see the cover? Unless I'm wrong. I just want to see if that's the one I had. Oh my God. It's like s- just setting off my brain. That's like the one I read when I was a kid. Yeah. I had the best of Roald Doll, which is some also some more of his grown up writing. And I considered breaking it out, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. Laura, what book have you brought for round one?
0: I brought Billy Bob Thornton, The Billy Bob Tapes, A Cave Full of Ghosts. I've never read it before I worked at legitimate publications. I used to work at celebrity tabloids and they would make me go to like book readings and try to get quotes from different celebrities so I had to go and try to get Billy Bob Thornton to talk about Angelina Jolie at his book signing I did it worked I got him to talk about her I don't remember what he said and this book is signed by him. I have this problem where I have a lot of really shitty books at my house that are signed by authors, and like, and I feel really You don't want to get rid of them. I feel really guilty throwing them away when they're signed by the authors. Is so it personalized
1: to say Laura in it?
0: It doesn't. So I guess I could, if there's like a big Billy Bob Thornton fan out there, and they email you, I'll give them this book.
4: And Henry, what about you? <laughs> I brought uh, "Sharp Teeth" by Toby Barlow, which is an epic poem about werewolves in L.A. in the eighties. I will be uh, going
1: from Hammer of the Gods, the Led Zeppelin saga, the definitive rock classic, uh, which uh, just sort of documents the story of Led Zeppelin through the point of view of their road manager.
3: All right. I have a quick question, if I may. B- the Billy Bob tapes, what does that mean? Is this a book that was composed based on like Billy Bob just spoke into a bunch of tapes for a long time? I think so. It?
0: <laughs> it's also written with with someone named Kinky Friedman, so I'm guessing like he just interviewed Billy Bob... And it was like long tapes of his rambling thoughts.
1: And what's the subtitle there?
0: A cave full of ghosts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I should say my book is written by a man named Henry Russell, who is subtitled here as Elegant Englishman.
0: (laughs) Aren't all Englishmen elegant? Tom, is that true? (laughs) Uh,
2: I'm Scottish, so no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's,
1: uh, let's new prompt, new prompt. It will be. A line in a ransom note. A line in a <laughs> ransom note from your book. We are now officially playing the game.
0: This is a great prompt. When I have it, do I just Yeah, turn the timer?
1: kind of say I got it and turn over the timer. Tom, right away, not a lot of editing in that quiet. Tom, putting the pressure on the group. All right. That's your lot. Okay. Tom, you were first. Why don't you
2: give us... Yeah, it's going to be really humiliating when mine's the worst one now <laughs> that I chose it.
1: Also, I should mention it could be a word, a sentence, a paragraph. Any length is okay. Okay. Oh, so, really? It can be more than a sentence?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's basically... Like, yeah, we can... we can, I think we can kind of make up the rules here, you know? Okay. But, yeah, that, that one's explicit. A line and a ransom note. You can now get away with almost anything coarse or scatological in most company. Pretty good. Pretty good. Dan.
3: Boys who break rules... Have to be punished.
2: That is
4: is clean.
1: From the Roll Doll book, The Story of Henry Sugar. Uh, Mine is For such magic to succeed, it must tap the sources of magical energy, and this can be dangerous.
0: Mm. Mine is I pulled my pants back up and I went out there devastated, just fucking devastated.
4: (laughs) That's really good. Frio and Jorge have been beaten bloody every day. Waking up sometimes in rooms filled with men. Other times they rise in rooms filled with barking, snarling dogs. Teeth bared with growling wet spit. Spraying onto the boys' cowering bodies. Ray feeds them meat stew and offers cryptic advice. <laughs> the changes in you boys. <laughs> Very good.
1: Very good. Alright, um, so I'm going to say one, two, three. We're going to point to whoever had the best line in a ransom note. Everybody ready? Everyone in? One, two, three, Go. Uh, Most people pointing at Henry, I think we got three votes Henry, two votes Dan. Card to Henry for the line from the epic poem, what's it called? Uh, Sharp Teeth by Toby Barlow. I kind of lost the card already.
2: I'll just give you this one instead. It was really an expansion on Boys Must Be Punished. It
1: was. Uh, was All right, that went pretty well. Pretty pretty fun. I like uh, the idea of a ransom
3: note that's that poetic. And, like, <laughs> like, if I received that ransom note, I, would just, uh, I wouldn't pay the ransom. I just want more notes from that guy.
1: Yeah. All right. Everyone um, select a book for round two. Um, maybe this time, Laura, you want to tell us what book you're selecting first?
0: I'm selecting the book How to Be Parisian, Wherever You Are, Love, Style, and Bad Habits. This was a book um, that was free on the giveaway table at people magazine
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I picked it up
1: <laughs> have you read it
0: uh I've read part of it actually is is uh, very interesting this was the uncorrected copy so I think there were a lot of like edits made afterwards this is not for sale <laughs> um, who wrote it four French women Anne Barrest, Audrey Dewan, Caroline de Magret and Sophie Maas
4: they look very serious and Parisian. They look
0: cover. very, très Parisian.
4: <laughs> uh, Henry, what book you got there? I brought Life by Keith Richards. Ooh, I read that. That was good. autobiography. I wish I'd do- uh, like, dog eared the page where he talks about how he has a bigger dick than Mick Jagger, which was, <laughs> when this book was released, was like a lot of the reviews and press were just like, guys, guess what <laughs> Keith Richards said? <laughs>
2: Uh, Tom, what did you bring? I brought a very popular book, The Middlesteins, by Jamie Attenberg. The Middlesteins
1: by Jamie Attenberg. What is it about? You said it was very popular, and now I feel like we for not um, knowing it's
2: it. It's a, a novel about a Jewish family who are very dysfunctional. Um, one eats a lot. Okay. Dan?
3: I have the uh, selected poems of T.S. Eliot, and today will be the most that I've read this book. <laughs>
1: I brought the 1968 edition of the Compton Yearbook. I actually found these um, sort of, I guess, uh, when my grandfather passed away and actually cleaned out his space, he had like a whole uh, bookshelf of uh, the Compton Yearbook from 1968. There's like 10 of them. This is just uh, the outstanding events of 1967. And they're like, I guess this is before Wikipedia. Like, you just needed a big book of everything that happened that year.
3: So the, the Compton Yearbook is just an annual compendium of stuff that
1: happened? Yeah, and I had all ten, but they were really hard to, like, carry around. Every Like, I moved, and I was like, I'm not keeping all ten of these. I think I actually left them all at the College Humor office, and they're probably still there. But I did keep one of them because uh, I do think it's it was fun, and it, it reminded me of my grandfather, and they're just very silly. Um, and that's what I'll be pulling from this round. Cool. All right, Tom, do you want to maybe pull the next prompt?
2: Great. And I can choose one yeah, of the Yeah, there's two. You
1: can pick whichever mm-hmm. one you like better.
2: Well, we already used one in an example, so I'm going to use the other one. A phrase you could see on a t-shirt.
1: A phrase you could see on a t-shirt. Okay, here we go. Do you guys have a strategy? I'm just, I'm kind of just flipping to a random page, looking around a little. Yeah, yeah but if I,
0: I look too hard, I feel like I could just do this forever. So I kind of just like open up a couple pages and like almost like first thing I see. <laughs> yeah,
4: like, first thing that'll work. Yeah. Yeah. You imagine there's a version of this game where you could literally be like, you have 35 minutes.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> For sure.
2: I'm not sure if knowing or not knowing the books is a help in this game either. I think you can get too precious if you like love the book. Yeah. Wait, did someone flip it over? Oh, shit. I can't talk to you guys anymore.
0: <laughs> you have probably like five seconds.
1: Boy. All right. I got something. I got something. I'll just go first. I'm already talking. Mine is, what is the prompt again, Tom? A phrase you could see on a t-shirt. A phrase you could see on a t-shirt from the Compton Yearbook of 1968. Here's mine. The 1967 American Bowling Congress tournament was held in Miami Beach, Florida from March
2: 4th to May 7th.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm really playing a game of I'd buy that shirt in this round. So okay, I'm,
1: yeah, let's say like I'm looking for the shirt I'm most likely to buy.
2: Yeah. That's who's, that's who's going to get the finger point here. I went with I'll work on it. I'll work on it. That's pretty good.
0: I oh, like that. That's
3: pretty good. Uh, From T.S. Eliot's Selected Works, which, again, I do own. (laughs) The eyes are not here. There are no eyes here.
4: (laughs) Okay. Henry? Uh, I have... There's not much you can really say about acid except God. What a trip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I selected from How to Be Parisian Wherever You Are, The Authentic Fake. Which I feel like is just like a phrase that some pretentious hipster would wear. Totally. And Parisians are obsessed with Williamsburg hipsters, so I can just (laughs) see the authentic fake on a t-shirt.
1: I think we should maybe start a business here where we just print t-shirts based on random phrases from books. (laughs) All right, everybody ready? Everyone got one in mind? One, two, three, point. Dan, a little slow on the point, but I'm going to allow it. I think Laura's got three. Dan has one. And that's it. No, and I have one. But Laura gets the card. Right. The card right. to Laura for authentic fakes, which yeah. is a hundred percent a card yeah. uh, shirt they would make and Brooklyn and sell to people. In there. I feel
0: like my little justification at the end really helped me there. It
1: did. I could picture
2: it. I could picture it very clearly. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know we were allowed to sell I our. Think you, I think you
0: should start to. It S- worked for me. Selling is
2: encouraged. I just can't stop thinking about Dan's Lovecraftian t-shirt. So, um, <laughs>
3: oh I, yeah, I was just looking at it as like a like a Elliott fan who does wants you to stop looking at her breasts. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to mention. Is that the instructions say, uh, also every time any player reaches two cards, everyone passes their books to their left. And it's kind of fun. I think it'd be fun if we all played with each other's books for a round. Oh. Maybe let's do our books one more time and sure. then then we'll switch it up. Uh, okay. Everyone want to select a book? Um, Dan, why don't you go first this time?
3: Sure. Uh, I'll be reading from uh, Being Good, an Introduction to Ethics. <laughs> ethics. <laughs> it's, an, it's, an, it's an Introduction to Ethics. The Study of, uh, of Ethics. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: all right uh Henry I have Glamorama by Brett Easton Ellis what is the, I know Brett Easton Ellis is, but that's it's 100%. a book I read when I was a teenager and I recently rebought and didn't like read a little bit of and I was just like Jesus <laughs> what kind of what a kind of teen was I it's about uh fashion models who become terrorists it includes a lot of a Brett Easton Ellis Ellis in Description of clothes and brands and fashion and is just, it's not good at all I would say <laughs> Laura what about you what do you got here
0: I brought Joan Didion play it as it lays I brought a lot of silly books and I brought my own book because I'm shamelessly promote and so I tried to bring this to for like some semi highbrow cred to what? even, I know, I even out about, this shit <laughs> I know the name
1: but I don't know much about Joan Didion what, what do I need to know about her
0: uh, just a great feminist author who writes sad shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it's sad or it's, it's
0: sometimes some good. of her stuff is
4: I don't know why I, I thought it would be
1: kind of funny looking at the cover of it.
4: She's very funny. Is she? She's like she? darkly melancholy observer of the human moment.
0: He explained it much better than I did.
2: <laughs> uh, who didn't go yet? Tom? I brought selected poems this time from E.E. E. Cummings. Oh, oh. oh that's, a, that's a
1: high degree of difficulty over there. I brought this book I got in college. It was like a mandatory textbook for college. I'm sort of reticent to tell you the name of it because I feel like you could Google the guy who wrote it. I mean, I'll show it up to you guys. But this is the craziest fucking class I took in college. It was complete nonsense. I would like Google the vocabulary words and like the only place they appeared online was like in the on the professor's website. Um, it, it's about how to appreciate art. It is total nonsense. It's really – I'm looking forward to seeing what we can pull from it. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, I want to say that I've kept this book. I'm really excited to open this up because I kept it after after I took this class. I was like, I got to hold on to this book because, like, I will never see anything like this again. Wait, so this
4: was written by the professor?
1: Yeah, and you guys can see it's, like, not really a textbook. It looks a little self-published-y. It's, like, let's see. It's 110 pages or so, but, like, it's, it's a little self-published-y, and... It's about appreciating art, appreciating art, and it's nonsense.
3: That's great. That's my kind of book, just a book where someone's like, I figured it out. I've I've, I've, I've created a theory, and then, like, everyone else is like, no. (laughs)
0: No."
1: Uh, All right. Dan, would you like to draw the next prompt? Sure. Mm -hmm.
3: All right. A line from an unpublished Dr. Seuss book. Oh,
2: my
0: Mm. goodness.
1: All of a sudden, the E.E. Cummings looking like a pretty smart pick. Yeah. Yeah okay i got mine
0: i got mine this is the
1: first time i've had one like before the last possible second so that's exciting I, I, this is the first time i'm looking at this book in a very long time and it is completely it's the hype in my brain is justified it is truly fucking nonsense like any no sentence in this book makes sense
0: did you create any art after reading this book
1: I think it was like an art appreciation as opposed to like making art class, but I honestly don't really know what it was about. Also, it was an online class and this was like, uh, one, this was early in online class. This is like 2003 or four. And it was like a total fucking Sorry, joke. Sorry, that's like, time.
4: I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Uh, from Glamorama by Brett Easton Ellis. This is a Dr. Seuss, line from a Dr. Seuss book. Unpublished.
2: Unpublished. Unpublished.
4: Speedos after Bermudas. Baseball caps are positioned backward. Lollipops are handed out. Urge overkill is played. Didier hides the Polaroid, then sells it to the highest bidder. Lurking in the shadows, who writes a check for it with a quill pen. So it didn't rhyme, but it has like a nice Seussian cadence. Totally. I was considering trying to do like a Seuss like reading, but I, I couldn't do it. You guys, I'm sorry. I, what's a Seuss reading? Just like like a kids' book reading, like really Oh, exotic. maybe I'll try that. This is
1: again from my nonsense college book. You too can play the net game using displacement, surplus, collision, and levels to build up layers of meaning using elements from the story Dead of Night.
2: <laughs>
1: Dead of Night's a bit of a reach, but there's like the long list with a lot of commas. That feels very susy to
2: me. Okay, line from an unpub- unpublished Dr. Seuss book. Down with the human soul, and anything else uncanned, for everyone carries can-openers in ever-ever land. Oh, that's good. Oh. Gay. And what book was that from? This is A Hundred Selected Oh, you got a poetry book. E. That's kind of cheating. Natural shady. advantage. I mean, I didn't choose the card, man.
3: A <laughs> <laughs> uh, line from an unpublished Dr. Seuss book. In any case, what's so bad about death? <laughs>
0: That's good. Mm-hmm. This is from Joan Didion, played as it lays. I felt good today. Really good for a change. You fixed that. You really pricked that balloon. How did I fix that? You know how. I don't know how.
1: All very viable. Everyone got one in mind. Mm. All right. One, two, three, go. I'd see we got... Oh boy, I don't know. Uh, I think two for Tom is going to win it here. I think everyone else only has has one. Dan has two. What? Dan has two? Yes, tied. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do.
2: (laughs)
3: End the podcast.
2: (laughs) All right, well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh,
0: Half half a card each.
1: Yeah, I'd say half a card each. I don't know. Half a card each, sure. Dan, you hold it. Just (laughs) for it. Good solution. Uh, Okay, should we play with each other's books a little? Should we like everyone select a book to give to the person on their right? Maybe. Sure. All right, let's try it. All right. Uh, Dan, what book will you be passing to Laura?
3: I'll be passing Laura the uh, screenplay to Lincoln.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty thin. That's yeah. a little thinner than I expected yeah, it's a, for it's a three-hour three movie. Font, you know. yeah. yeah. Okay, the screenplay to Steven Spielberg's film Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Laura, what will you be passing to Henry?
0: I'm passing Henry the Little Book of Energy Medicine. It's a shorter book. <laughs> of the book that I read when we were playing the game and I stopped playing to become an energy healer.
4: All right, <laughs> I'm definitely here for this. I didn't
0: work. <laughs> It didn't work, by the I, way. I can't heal any of you.
4: <laughs> Henry, what will I be playing from? I'm going to pass you the rap Yearbook cool. by Shea Serrano. It is a book of... Uh, He wrote an essay for each year since rap began of what the most important rap song of that year was. Is
1: this a specific year? Or Uh, they're all in here? Every year is in there. Oh, cool.
4: This, This looks fun. Tom, I'm going to be passing you the
1: Record Setter Book of World Records, Record Setter. We did a podcast on them for the Jeff Rubin Show long ago. Tom, you and I are actually in this book because um, I set a record at a college humor live show for most whoopee cushions sat on <laughs> without breaking a face or laughing or something. And you uh, were a college humor intern at the time, and you were one of my whoopee cushion uh, technicians. And we like actually rehearsed it throughout the day. And I mean, honestly, you deserve the record because... The the hard part was figuring out like getting the whoopee cushion kind of workflow going and like getting them under me as quickly as possible. Um, i Remember, so at we, one are, point
2: we played with the idea of yelling clear after uh, yeah you had set up. It, yeah. Like we
1: really spent a day of work on this, and it paid off because here I am in this book, which I am now passing to you. So it's full of fun uh, world records like that.
2: I'm passing Dan the book I'm reading at the moment called The Tiger's Wife um, by an author whose name I'm going to fuck up, Taya O'Brett. Uh, uh, I took out the bookmark because I'm embarrassingly close to the beginning still.
1: <laughs> wow. Is that the author on the back? She's like 14 years old.
2: Yeah. Wow. Laura, I think it's your turn
1: to pick the card. Cool. Is the book good, Tom? I guess you're It's good. very good so Is it
0: okay far. that we know what books we're using?
1: Oh, yeah, we did that. Well, yeah, yeah. No, okay. we, this is how we've been doing it.
0: We're going to look for a narration from a nature documentary about animals.
1: Boy. Okay. Wow. Now, this is one where I can like kind of look at the the songs that are featured each year
4: and maybe like tune into one.
0: See, I have, like, a screenplay here, so I feel like this should help me, right? Because maybe from the action.
4: I just keep getting distracted by all these pictures of people doing happy energy work
0: in this book. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun.
1: <laughs> Seems to have stumbled into some a page about The Wire. I really want to stop and read.
0: This is the longest we've gotten without yeah. someone flipping the guy.
1: I like the challenge. I like the challenge. Let's see what we got. Um, Tom, you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I went. I just went with something that could be played straight. Um, once the sweet spot or weak spot has been located, he pries open the shell, separates the meat, and slurps.
0: Oh, okay, that's good.
2: Pretty yeah, good.
4: That feels very coherent.
2: Laura, what about you?
0: He smiles as the other New York lame ducks proceed down the stairs, unaware, then nods his head back up toward the Capitol steps. Ducks? Maybe like real ducks? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I saw I had ducks in here, and I was thinking about I was thinking about something similar. What about you, Dan?
3: You're a dog. You're a dog. Where are you? You're a dog. After a few hours of this, I said, "Jesus, Grandpa, I get it. He's a dog."
1: I'd love if that spoiled the book for Tom because it looks like you're reading like two thirds of the way into it. Tom's like, "Grandpa's alive." Okay, um, I am actually going to read from that wire page. After all, the game is out there, and it's either play or get played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this was a tough one
4: yeah, yeah this was tough because like this book is literally all about humans and energy um, <laughs> medical students don't find these subtle energies when they dissect cadavers
1: that works yeah I like that that works That's good
4: I like that boy good round everyone
1: got one it took us a little bit of time <laughs> but everyone got one um, okay is everyone ready to point to someone one two three point I think I win I yeah. think I got two and that's going to be... I think I go three. No, oh, Tom has two, Tom two too. Tom has three. Tom has three. Yeah. The pointing system's a little tricky. Tom has three, card to Tom. It's <laughs> <Good laughs> just job. like trying to cheat. There you maybe go. Go. if I just act confident, no one will notice there's three. <laughs> pointing yeah, to Tom. there you go. So, um, okay. Here's your energy book back.
0: Thank you. Here's your oh, Lincoln screenplay back. Um, All right, maybe
1: let's pass a book to the left. That, or did, Yeah, pass a book to the left this time. I don't know.
0: A book we haven't used? Yeah,
1: a book we have not used. Do you guys still have books?
0: Yeah. Alright, yeah, one left.
1: One left. Book to the left. I'm gonna scoot over there, get my next book. Uh Laura, what did you just pass Dan?
0: I passed him the book, This Is Why You're Single. Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: Tom? I'm pa-
3: Oh. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna give you uh Raymond Carver's What We Talk About When We Talk About Love.
2: Uh, a classic. Very good. Uh Jeff, I'm passing you Born by Jeff Vandermeer. It's uh, one of the silliest and craziest sci-fi novels I've ever read in my entire life. Ooh, can I keep it? It's about a giant flying bear. That sounds great. Wow, awesome. Uh, Henry, I'm giving you a book
1: by another former Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show guest. This one is Viva La Pizza, The Art of the Pizza Box by
4: of course Scott Wiener from Scott's Pizza Tours. It's a book all about pizza boxes. There you go. Okay, and I passed Where I Was From by Joan Didion. Uh, Whoa! Another Joan Didion book. I did literally get it. Didiorama. I was like, shit, all my books are by white dudes. <laughs> I need like a, a, at least a female writer in my list of books. And that's the first one I grabbed. But it's also a great book.
0: Great book. Thank you.
1: And OK, so we went around. I think, Henry, it is your turn to pick the card. OK. Uh,
4: don't open an email with this subject header. Well,
1: that's a so fun. Sure.
0: These are really great prompts.
1: Yeah, they did a good job writing them. I should say, actually, well, I'll tell you afterwards. I don't want to look for a quote. <laughs> Remind me I had something to say. Oh, man. I think I got one. Okay. Dan, you want to go? Yeah. Never open an
3: email with this uh, subject line. Oh,
0: I'm excited to see what you picked.
3: Look, I'm only in eighth grade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God damn
2: it. <laughs> uh, Tom, what about you? Um, hold on. I just l- lost it. <laughs> I'll go. You got it? Yeah. Okay, there, there are things, more important things than your mother leaving me.
1: Oh. <laughs> sad,
0: uh, sad email.
1: Here is an email. You don't want to open the sub uh, subject. You don't want to open the email. Oh, you know what it is. It's from the book Born, and it is time past, and I existed in a quivering, exposed, horrible state. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's the context <laughs> What's in the body Of that email
2: <laughs> Yeah I want to read That email <laughs> Yeah I kind of do want
4: to Read that email uh, This one It just feels like, like I subscribe to a lot Of like publishers Like newsletters Where they'll just be like Here's our latest article And they will just put that In the headline And I mark them all As read almost universally uh, And this would definitely Be one This may be The most talked about Innovation in pizza box History <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah Typical press release yeah. Yeah,
1: No yeah, thank yeah. you
4: i click on that email, though. <laughs>
0: um, this is from Joan Didion, where I was from. Why? What for? What's it worth? What's it all about? <laughs> <laughs> that email just already gives me anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah agreed. Yeah. All right. Everybody ready? One, two, three, point. Laura. I think Laura with three, Tom with one, Dan with one. I think card to Laura. All right. Cool. Great. Um, okay. Yeah. At this point, I think we have run... Well, actually, let me... Before I forget, I want to mention... Um, that this game, like one of the last games we played on this podcast, which was Slash, um, is available as a print-and-play version on their website. So if you're into it, you can get it on Amazon or wherever. Um, but also you can print-and-play your own one, which I always think is neat. And Because um, it really is just the deck of cards and uh, the timer, and you bring your own books. So you kind of, you know, it's kind of fun to supply your own pieces. So um, you can do that if you're interested and think this sounds like fun. Uh, so I think, but I think at this point we've run through everyone's books, right? Should we, we could go again? I mean, there's lots of sentences in these books. I have some more because I live here, so we could we could pull out of the Jeff book pile. Or what do you guys want to do?
0: I'm interested to see what books you have.
1: Uh, let's check in on the score here. I have zero cards. I'm doing terribly. I think Dan has two. Laura has two. Henry has one. Tom, do you have one?
2: I have one. I think Dan and I also have We're the half.
1: Yes. oh right so you have two and a half that's, yeah, that's a half. the half you're holding there I don't know uh, I guess yeah so I think I you get half. this one so you have one and a half but I think Laura's still firmly out ahead as we head into our wow. final round the all Jeff book round <laughs> um, should I just I think this time let's pass out the books I'll just pass out the books I'll just use all the books we haven't used yet well let's just get this started right away with Frank Herbert's Dune Frank Herbert Frank Herbert, <laughs> Frank Herbert I've never had to say it out loud before thank you Dune that's a lot of words in there for you to pick from um Dan I will give you this book Joshua Tree the complete guide. <laughs> I have a bunch of hiking books and nature books but this is the one with by far the most flowery language. There's like barely any actual hiking information. Here. Like awesome. the guy was just like I'm going to write a book about Joshua Tree and like include three <laughs> pages of hike directions. I was
0: eyeing that book. I'm very interested in it.
1: Um it's I mean there's actually not that much hiking to do in Joshua Tree because it's in the middle of a fucking desert so it's like there's not that many trails so it, it, it it'll cover you if you go but um it's got exceptionally flowery language for oh, It's her.
3: really yeah it's immediately it's just like the willy boy manhunt yeah like, what yeah. the heck
1: it's also yeah. like full color like a magazine it's crazy I don't That's know why so I got funny. that one uh, Laura let's see what we got oh perfect Laura I will give you the Atlas Obscura uh, there's actually no subtitle but this is a great book from the website Atlas Obscura it's kind of a collection of weird places around the world I absolutely love this book it's beautiful and oh I got two more Henry you can choose between the final two books Uh, One is an issue of Bowler's Journal Magazine with Weird Al on the cover. Again, a former (laughs) Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show uh, topic. And this one is the Random House Historical Dictionary of American Slang, Volume 1, Letters A through G. I sort of have a long-term goal of collecting all of these. Um, It's just a book. Oh, boy. I can't read that word out loud. (laughs) It's like a book of dictionary, of just slang, opening up to one word. Oh, God, I can't read that one. Jeez. Um, deadbeat, dead car, dead dog, dead duck, and it defines terms like that. Um, I op- The first two pages I opened to had words I would not be comfortable reading on this show, so uh, that's just a, a word of caution. Which, which one do you want?
4: I think I'm go slang dictionary.
1: Slang dictionary. Oh. This is the large... Bookcase of uh, hardcover worthless books that I will collect that my grandchild will have to remove from my apartment (laughs) after I'm dead.
3: Yeah, between that and the uh, and the the yearbook, you're really collecting things that are on the internet (laughs) uh, in in gigantic hardcover. But the
1: the slang one is fun because it's like it's kind of like Urban Dictionary, but before Urban like like a pre-internet Urban Dictionary is like kind of like a fun record. I think. Um, I saw that. Where did I see that? Oh, I'll tell you where I saw it. I went to a meeting about naming something, and so like there was just like a bunch of collections of books of random words, and I was like, oh, I'm getting this myself. Like, I'm going to need a <laughs> copy of this for when I go home. It looks it's very funny. official and nice. It's yeah, a yeah it's designed. a pretty nice book. So it's from, what's it say on the side there, Henry? I can't quite uh, get to it. It's
4: from Temple University's uh, Russell Conwell Center for Student Support Services.
2: It costs like $3 on Amazon <laughs> or something. All right, and our final prompt of the day will be... Uh, the most important ingredient in a magic potion.
0: I like this one the
1: most ingredient important ingredient in a magic potion
0: all this energy book would really come in handy <laughs>
1: <laughs> boy i can't believe i never actually read the rest of this bowling magazine before it looks good i i, I went right to the we article i don't have to tell you
0: bam whoa
1: well i wish i had some more time with this bowling magazine i know it's in here <laughs> i just i know the perfect answer in here
4: I just don't buy some of the uh the definitions that are in here. Bubble dancing, the washing of dishes by hands. Nobody's ever said I'm gonna bubble dance
2: <laughs> <laughs> washing dishes. dishes.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I got the page it's coming from. It's just a page of random bowling stuff. Oh, we're almost out. I guess we're out. Someone mm. go first. I'm gonna read from this page real quick.
0: Okay, you me- I'll go. Yeah, to give you guys Thank a little you. extra time. I'm gonna read it like I'm a witch. The recipe requires a duck or chicken egg to be encased in a mix of salt, clay, quicklime, ash, and rice holes for several weeks.
3: Rice holes? <laughs> What's a rice, hole? It a rice I don't know.
0: hole? What book was it? This is. These are all my books. The <laughs> <Alice> <laughs> Obscura.
1: Dan.
3: A gifted baseball player who is known for his athleticism.
0: (laughs) That's good. Oh, that's good.
2: Your friends, your tribesmen. That's good.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with... Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, Oh my god, I'm cheating.
4: Henry, you go. I lost it. I'm going to go with bubble shits, (laughs) which is defined as diarrhea
1: <laughs> i'll go with bowling finger support designed to aid classic fingertip bowlers <laughs> uh okay everyone got one yeah oh, before we vote i just want to say that there is a huge half paid at page ad i was looking through the classifieds for a dream home with your own lanes what? What? impressive six thousand foot S- san francisco gated ho- estate home with a private bowling facility in a prestigious area six bedrooms six and a half bath main house I've never Mm -hmm. seen, like, an ad for a specific house in a magazine, but I guess that's how you sell a six-bedroom house with a bowling alley in it.
3: I guess, yeah, my question is, who is, uh, who is to, so interested in bowling that they subscribe to a bowling magazine and also has enough money <laughs> yeah. to own that house?
1: That's <laughs> fair
2: point. Um, does everyone remember? Is this magazine still in circulation? <laughs> yeah, this is a recent issue. This is from February. Um, oh, so
0: the house is still available. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you subscribe to this magazine? No,
1: I only got this one oh, okay. because it had Weird Al on the cover mm-hmm. and I interviewed the author. That
3: ad's been in every issue of that magazine for <laughs> 70 years.
1: Um, does <laughs> Do everyone ever remember sold? what everyone picked? Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, vote. Let's see, I think two for Henry, two for Dan, right? Am I Tom? Who are you pointing at there?
2: I'm pointing at Laura, yeah. Oh,
1: never mind. I think it's two for Dan.
2: What? I think Dan, nope. Henry has two. I... God, I'm so
1: bad at this. I forgot so I have that's... a hand that I'm pointing. <laughs> so, wait, is it two, two again? Yeah, but you picked. I think this time we can let you pick the winner because okay. you were, you know, yeah, you were.
2: Um, I gotta give it to Dan on that one.
1: Dan All right. takes the card. So I think we'll put him on top for the day. And
0: takes the win with two and a half
1: cards. That's three and a half, right? Clutch half cards. Three and a half, yeah. Feels three good. and a half. Dan wins. All right. Let's bring your own book. What do you guys think? Fun game? Would you recommend
2: it? Yes, I'm going to play this probably soon. Dan, what do you think? I like it. Yeah, I think
3: it's like I could almost imagine you know coming up with your own prompts and doing it that way. Uh, yeah. Not
1: to dis-,
3: dis encourage people from buying the game. But no.
1: Yeah. I, yes, you totally could. I mean. You can do that with a lot of games. Like you can draw true, your own yeah. guess who cards if you really want to. But right. like, is you know, I would say the prompts were very good, and there were a few that we struggled with. But um, I think they did a really good job with them. And like, most of them are really open ended, and you could like get something fun out of any book. Yeah. So you you could do it yourself, but also like you can literally just print them for the website for free. Like just use their work. But writing them yourself like could be a fun. Totally. Thing to do, but it's a lot of
3: fun though, and it's like a good excuse to like look through some books you haven't thought
1: about in a while. Totally, yeah. and um, it's fun. Yeah, all right, Laura, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I love the prompts. I mean, you're like a professional comedic writer, so I think for like the normal folk <laughs> coming up with your own prop prompts would be like a challenge. But I liked also your instructions to bring a variety of books. Yeah, I think that really added to the totally. Community. Like if we were just fun. all using
1: novels. I think that wouldn't be as good. But like the yeah. fact that there's uh, like looking around, I see like dictionaries and travel books and all bowling magazines and all sorts of things. I feel like um. I don't know. It's, just, it's a fun variety, and it's fun how you can find different things in different books. What do you think, Henry?
4: I really like it. The way I usually like, wind up playing games at my house is I'm just like, hey, guys, let's bring out this game. Like, there's, it's always – I've never like, come over to play games. I want to sneak games into my friends' lives, <laughs> and so like, that makes it a little hard. And I was then like, oh, I just tell people like, – everyone has Kindle books on their phone if they have the Kindle app. Could you play this with a non-physical book? And it's a good question. Copy? You you definitely could,
1: though. I really I feel like something would be lost. Like part of the fun is just like opening to a random page, and you can do that to a degree with a Kindle. But like I don't know, there's something kind of like fun yeah. about thumbing through the pages, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah the agree. physical
3: feeling of thumbing through the pages is important. I mean, I mean,
1: you could do it if you had a book on your Kindle you really wanted to, but like I think you got them. You know, it's right there in the title. Bring your own books. Yeah. <laughs> it also
0: makes you feel creative just choosing the phrase, even though you did none of the writing. That's true, but <laughs> I would say
1: you do feel creative, and I think you are being. I I mean, I think you are. I think you're being creative, certainly more so than in a game like um, Cards Against uh, Humanity, where you're kind of just matching things up. Like, there is definitely a degree of creativity because you're taking things out of context and you're like, oh, he's talking about this there, but you know, if I put in this other, like, that definitely requires creativity, and I think. Um there were lots of them where like I felt satisfied. like I felt like a good feeling of satisfaction like I had like sunk a basket or hit a ball or whatever mm-hmm. people do outside. Like I felt like I did it, like I, I connected. It is know? rewarding
3: when you have like forty seconds of panic and then you find like a little phrase and yeah. you're like, All right, okay. Does
2: At the work? risk of sounding too sincere. Um <laughs> Uh, The two things I really liked about this game are very low buffer entry. Yeah. Um, Anyone can play, anyone can pick up the rules very easily. Um, And second of all, it's a new way to kind of look at and read books that either I've seen before or haven't seen before.
1: Yes. I think that's what's really, I mean, I think it's a fun game and I think it's cool and I'd recommend it. But I think the thing that sets it apart is exactly what you just said, which is like, I don't know, books, right? Books are hard to read sometimes, you know? It's, like, hard to make time for books, and, like, they're so great, and, like, it's fun. It's fun to have a game that, like, celebrates books, and it's not just, like, oh, you landed on the Narnia spot. You got to go back to spaces. Like, the books, I said this a few times, but, like, the books that you bring, your books, are the playing pieces, and I think that's really fun.
3: Yeah, it's also just a good way to uh, organically uh, recommend books to each other. Like, now I just want to read that Flying Bear sci-fi book. Yeah, totally. You know? Same.
1: Yeah, <laughs> flying bear sci-fi book—the big winner on the day. Sorry, <laughs> energy meditation. Um, yeah, I think it's really cool. I would say like no, it's a little tricky. I had to be like everyone bring books, which is like not a typical instruction you give when your friends are coming over. But I feel like no beach home or no vacation home should be without this. It's really small. It's really simple. I think. And the other thing I want to say about it is I think it's a good. This is a good game for people who don't like games. I think there's lots of people who don't like games who would be really interested in this. Book nerds, obviously, like. Um, it's it's barely a game. It's more of just like a fun activity we did together. You know, that Dan one is besides the point. <laughs> like, <geez.
3: laughs> I disagree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, I'd recommend it. It's pretty cheap. Um, you can print and play your own version. I think it was just it I was so, when I read the idea, I was just like, oh yeah, that's a perfect idea. I was like yeah. very jealous and I thought it was just a simple, great idea. And, and thank you guys for coming over and playing it.
2: Very quickly, Thanks, Laura, did you... Tell us the names of the authors of the energy medicine book, because they are two very energy medicine names. They
0: are Donna Eden with Dondi Dolan.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Who, if you look at the back, is Donna Eden's daughter. What? It's a mother-daughter energy work team. Of course,
0: Donna named her daughter Dondi.
3: Oh, that's amazing. Dondi Dolan. That just sounds like someone mishearing Donna Eden's name. Yeah. That's great.
0: I'm like sort of ironic about my love for this book, but I actually mostly really like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I'm like half joking. I don't know what, what are the, what's the good part of it. What what, are you, what draws you to it?
0: <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't know. It just like makes you think a little differently about your body and like. It, I I like I like yoga and stuff. So like you can like. I, oh my god! Don't make me explain. It. I'm just gonna sound like a freak.
3: Have you tried that, though? Like have you I tried have. I've been trying
0: to like, just like. Like they say like cross your arms and like see if you can feel like the energy between your wrists. I think I can. Alright. It could be placebo, but I think I can well, feel you know, it. Have you gotten Reiki yet? No. I haven't gotten Reiki yet. What's Reiki? But I do acupuncture every two weeks and that's kind of like a similar well, thing. It's kind Reiki of Reiki is therapeutic Acupuncture touch. is kind of like falls under energy healing in terms of like moving yeah. energy throughout your body.
1: Does everyone at the table know what Reiki is besides me?
3: My dad got into it. Huh. So I learned a little I've bit more. I've never about heard it. the word before. I'm yeah. lying. It's like the ah. therapeutic touch is the same thing as Ricky, right? Like you don't totally touch or make contact, but you're like using energy forces to heal.
1: Oh,
2: there's yeah. some crystals too. Ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a crystal too. It's one of those things that like, if it, I don't know, if it helps you understand yourself or think about yourself in a different way or better, then I don't see the harm.
3: I've always thought about it like the placebo effect is very real. And it so is if, real. And so if that, if it actually, if, it, if it's just the placebo effect, that still is a net positive. If you're like, right. it's making you feel better
1: you know why not so this is kind of another benefit of the game then is like um, even though I didn't I'm not reading that book Like I feel like I just learned a little something from it and like I took something out of it and so like it's a fun excuse to talk about that you know it's a fun excuse to uh, I don't know just learn just learn I like this game a lot I really do I thought this was a lot of fun Guys, thank you again for coming over. Um, anyone want to plug anything? Ope, ope, open table for plugs? Uh, me and Dondi
3: Dallin have a, a comedy <laughs> show that we're doing together.
1: Uh, no, you you, let's, let, you heard where everyone's from in the beginning. Tom Phillip from GQ. Uh, Dan Gerwich from Last Week Tonight. Laura Lane from This Is Why You're Single. And Henry Goldman from BuzzFeed News. Thank you guys so much for joining me.
4: Uh, this was really fun. Thanks again. Thanks for
0: having me.
1: Thank
4: us.
0: you. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast.